Hi, I'm Laurie. Welcome back. This is a bonus episode. My guest today is a good friend of mine. Candace is from South Africa, currently living a nomadic lifestyle in the beautiful country of Georgia. Following my last conversation, where Mai and I discussed cultural differences and culture shock experiences on the show, Candace and I had a live chat on the same topic. This is what I'm gonna do for this bonus episode. I'm gonna play the highlights of our conversation, followed by a half summary, half comment by me in Mandarin. You'll also learn some useful phrases in Chinese drawn from the interview, which are also listed in the description box. All right, let's get started. I think my culture shock that I experienced in Vietnam could top everything off. <laughs> I remember when I first arrived there from Thailand. I was in Thailand in 2015 and I wanted to come over to Vietnam. And when I got there, I didn't know how to cross the road because there were so many people on motorbikes that I was waiting to cross the road for, it must have been the longest time that there was, no one was stopping. Then I saw- And there were no walking. traffic lights? They just got traffic lights at that point, so no one knew how to follow them. And I saw everyone just walking across the road and the motorbikes navigating around the people as they walked across the road. So I was so nervous and I tried it. And I just realized at that moment, I'm in Southeast Asia. <laughs> And after that, I decided I wanted to use my Google Maps to navigate to places like I had some interviews at schools, but Google Maps wasn't working at that time. Uh -huh. They hadn't loaded it in Vietnam. Oh, so, it was seven years ago. Yes, yeah, so I was getting lost, but no one could help me because no one spoke English. <laughs> at that time <laughs> and frustrated me goes to a restaurant to get some food thinking that i'm eating beef but it turned out to be dog okay so i found out the next day that i ate dog meat oh you've never you had never eaten duck duck meat before uh before then dog like, dog oh my dog meat yes oh yeah. i had dog <laughs> i know we both love dogs <laughs> oh my god i was stuck and i felt like i couldn't find my way i didn't know how to cross the roads it was too <laughs> difficult no one spoke english i didn't know what to eat it was insane and I remember I lost my, I just lost it in the middle of the road with anger. 
And then I thought to myself, this could be terrible or this could be a fun game that I can Uh play. I decided to play the game. (laughs) Yeah, and you ended up staying there for a couple of years, right? (laughs) Seven, yes. Yeah, that was amazing. Like you, you, you were having this culture shock experience, but you still decided to like go along with it and stayed. Yes, I. I mean, I also had it in France. I would say I didn't know how to use a subway. I'd never used a subway in my life, and no one spoke English again, and I was lost <laughs> underground. And some random Frenchman helped me find my way to where I was going. Mm-hmm. And I kind of fell in love with the feeling of not knowing. Oh. I wanted to find out new things. I, I love the challenge, you know. So also not reading labels on products was great everything was different yeah i'm addicted very to impressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah it's so true if you enjoy that kind of brand new feeling uh embrace it and then you might find it way more interesting than uh <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly yeah, I've uh, been to uh, France before, and I I know how it felt when they <laughs> when they don't like to uh, speak speak English with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll also add another experience I had was when I moved to Mauritius, and mm-hmm. I went there to work for a resort, but I didn't I couldn't speak English to anyone. I had to speak French to everyone. So. I learned how to speak French fluently within a month because wow. I had to. Wow. And that was a huge culture shock because also their mannerisms are very, very different over there. So you have to understand that a lot of things are unacceptable that we can do in English, like be so friendly or give people a hug no it's not a common thing friendliness is not a good thing there um i mean it is but i'm a south african we're very friendly (laughs) so we embrace people like hi i'm a hugger right (laughs) let's be friends can i get you a drink no in uh, with French people, because those were our guests, uh, it's very prim and proper. Um, okay, so they want you to keep your distance, unless they. So, so what happens uh, when when they really get to know you and you become closer? Is it okay to hug them? <laughs> yes, but it's not socially acceptable. So okay. when you're around people, you know you're keeping a good posture, holding a little bit of a drink and speaking politely at a distance, but you're not hanging around each other and getting close and being okay. super friendly. You have to, well, the distance probably is the key <laughs> if you want to socialize there. <laughs> yes. 
yeah. And so you did uh, find out about it the hard way <laughs> because you tried to hug people, and oh, then they were yeah. like, I could kind of read the people. I could, I okay. could see I was observing a lot. They were resisting you. <laughs> Yes, and I could see the difference with, say, um, you know, South African culture with French culture right in front of me. So I could observe. <laughs> Candice 在二零一五年第一次到了越南，她到了一个才刚设置红绿灯的地点。发现大家完全不会使用交通号志，结果害他不知道怎么过马路。接着他又发现 Google 地图也派不上用场，而且好不容易想要在餐厅吃顿饭，却把狗肉当牛肉吃了。不过这些令人沮丧的经验没有让我的朋友却步。他告诉自己，这可能是场 fun game。而且他决定带着游戏人间的心情去面对一切，说不定这样的生活会很有意思。的确，他在陌生的越南一待就是七年。Candice 在法国和摩里西斯也有类似的文化冲击经验，这三个地方都不是大量使用他的母语英文的地方，所以在摩里西斯，他一个月内就突然能流利地说法语了。我的朋友跟我分享，原来在摩里西斯这个地方，与人保持礼貌性的距离非常重要。亲吻、拥抱这些在西方国家常见的礼仪，在摩里西斯的社交文化是完全不适用的。Candice 说，他在越南 ，just lost it in the middle of the road。In the middle of the road 就是在大马路上，而 lost it。我们可以说崩溃了，他就站在大马路上，不知道该怎么办。另外 ，Candice 提到一句我很喜欢的话 ：“She fell in love with the feeling of not knowing. Fall in love with 某个人或某件事，就是爱上的意思。经过了多次文化冲击之后，他发现自己爱上了这种不确定、未知的感觉。”这也是 Candice 为什么现在能够这么愉快地享受着他的旅居生活。我又问了 Candice， 请他跟我分享他最难忘的经验。真的就有两次，他与当地人起了冲突。Yes, I would say you know I've had experiences having an accident on my motorbike a couple、oh. of times.、Um, this was in Vietnam. I remember the first the first time I had an accident. Actually, the first one was in Thailand.、Um, and <laughs> Thailand back in. 2015, I went there to study、uh, my TEFL for teaching, and I was walking along Phuket, trying to, you know, I just usually arrive at a place, book for one night, and then、mm. I spend a day looking at places to stay for a month. 
And I did that, but it was a really hot day in Thailand and I walked for hours. So <laughs> anyway, uh, long story short, I finally decided, okay, I'm just going to rent a motorbike. I'd never driven one in my life. <laughs> so a French guy shows me how to use it briefly. And I thought, okay, great. Uh, let me take this out for a spin and get myself some lunch. So I get on this bike and it was so powerful for me. It mm -hmm. was way too powerful. And I finally got the hang of it. <laughs> I got to this three-way stop circle, traffic circle. And I gave right of way to the other cars. Mm -hmm. And I finally decided to push, you know, petrol. And a car decides to come from my right super fast and in order to avoid him I swerved my bike to the right and I crashed into a taxi a big taxi that was parked on the side of the road my bike on top of me and 20 Thai people shouting at me while I'm on the ground <laughs> in pain <laughs> And oh, no. they were threatening to call the police. And I knew in my head, it is illegal that I'm driving this. So I, I can't let this happen. Uh -huh. So they demanded money from me. And I ended up withdrawing 30,000 Thai baht How much out of my account. Is it? Uh, it's about $1,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just like that. In cash. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a fortune for them already. <laughs> right, but I wasn't such a smart... I mean, listen, you know, you're in that situation. Yeah, you have to get out of it. <laughs> you, you have to get out of it, yes. So yeah. if you take a risk, then sometimes things happen, right? <laughs> Candice 习惯到了一个地方，先住一晚，接着他会花一天的时间找到接下来一个月要定居的去处。这次来到泰国，从来没有骑过机车的他，竟然决定要租机车到处逛逛。但毕竟对机车不熟悉，撞上了停在路边的计程车，一群泰国人围着 Candice 威胁要叫警察，他没有办法。只好到户头提领了三万泰铢来摆平这件事。他先练习骑机车，一阵子过后，他说 ：“I finally got the hang of it. Get the hang of 某事，中文就是抓到诀窍。所以可以说，他终于抓到了骑机车的诀窍。马路上车子很多，所以 Candice 说，他 gave right of way to the other cars。” Give right of way 就是让路的意思，所以我们可以说他让路给其他的车辆。最后 ，Candice ended up withdrawing thirty thousand Thai baht out of her account. End up doing something. 华语可以说最后或结果都有不得已的感觉
，所以结果他从账户里面提了三万泰铢来处理这件事。好，我们再听一段。Have you ever had any conflict with local people because the culture you break a taboo or anything like that? Yes, I have. Um, I would definitely say I don't know if I should mention the culture,、mm-hmm. um, but in one of the cultures I experienced, they don't really consider the volume of which they speak or how loud the music is or how loud they are singing.、Mm-hmm. They don't consider that there might be other people、mm-hmm. sleeping or trying to have a peaceful early morning when getting up. <laughs> so, being very inconsiderate、um, of them, I was sleeping one night, and it it was about twelve o'clock at night. I was staying in an Airbnb, but the house above mine. Was extremely loud, so I went to the front door and I asked them to please keep the noise down. And I thought, ah,、oh, they'll probably listen then. And I went back down, but nothing happened. It was still loud, <laughs> and I went up again to ask them, please. I'm trying to sleep. Can you keep the noise down? This is a week night too, and they didn't listen and. I just remember getting really irritated, and I started having an argument on Google Translate. And <laughs> <laughs> so I was speaking my language on Google Translate, and they were speaking their、mm-hmm. language, shouting back at me, and it was going back and forth and back and forth. And you know what? There's something quite liberating about it because <laughs> you know that. I don't know why you can say anything <laughs> if, if it's coming out in writing, but they don't understand what you're saying verbally. It's great. It's kind of like <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> How was the translation though? Is it right on spot or was it like a <laughs> sugar coated kind of version? Oh no, there was no there was no sugar coating. Okay, nice. When when I'm angry, I speak my mind. <laughs> Um, so eventually, I had to contact my host to help me with the situation. Interesting,、um, they don't speak any English at all. I I've、no. always thought that English should be like the most international language when it comes to communicating. <laughs> yes, well, it's still getting there, and I think that's why so many people are learning English even in their adult life because no, not everyone knows. It's something that's happened only recently, really, in the past. Decade or so that people need English. So、mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that wasn't a cultural issue, but it was <laughs> certainly an issue. <laughs> like sort of like a cultural issue because well, I I shouldn't be saying this, but a lot of the countries where I've、uh, visited, they would definitely not allow this kind of thing to happen. <laughs> And if it does. Happen, I, I, I'm sure. Like the police officers will show up pretty soon <laughs> before you need to take out the Google Translate. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, 
usually they go with the rule that after 10 o'clock in the evening, it should be quiet. Mm -hmm. And I actually did get an apology from my Airbnb host. You know, she was really sorry about it because, but she should have done something, you know. So I think it could have been avoided mm. if she maybe, maybe spoke earlier about the rule. Right. Yeah, I would say um, in Vietnamese culture, they can be very polite. Like the one night I was taking an overnight bus to another city. And so in Vietnamese culture, it's quite funny. They don't use earphones when they're doing FaceTime video calls oh, right, right. or listening to music or watching a video or playing a game. Mm -hmm. No earphones needed. Yeah. Everyone's listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, It's same here. I, uh, when I see some yeah. Vietnamese um, travelers on the train, um, they were using, um, they were not using earphones. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, One of their yeah, cultures. So <laughs> I've had it where uh, a guy was also at a crazy time in the morning on this bus. It's a sleeper bus, so you can sleep. And he was watching like a movie on his phone, but it was so loud. It was the only thing you could hear. And I went over to him and I translated, can you please put your earphones in <laughs> or put it a lot softer because we're all sleeping here mm -hmm. <laughs> and he did so I think never be afraid if something is generally seen as you know inconsiderate or maybe it's bothering you then there's no harm to ask mm -hmm. you know I know lots of people prefer to keep quiet but I don't know. I guess I'm another type of person. Um, oh, but in, at least you can try to communicate. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I'm sure people would understand. They'll probably be a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, I've had bad experiences, but I think with anyone in the world, you know, there's just some people that are pretty difficult and that's with any culture. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> And when there's alcohol involved. This <laughs> Candice在Airbnb碰上不管别人感受的吵闹邻居，最后他只好用Google翻译城市来跟对方吵架。我一直以为在语言不通的情况当中，英文会是最常使用的语言，但看来我朋友的经验是，碰到吵架的情形。大家还是会选择用自己最擅长的语言来沟通。真的是还好有Google Translate的存在，否则也很难吵得起来吧。不过，Candice也建议，其实不管在哪里，觉得自己受到打扰了，直说通常还是最有效的解决方式。当我们想要请对方keep their voice down，就说，请你小声一点就可以了。而 keep quiet 是不出声或保持沉默的意思。我问 Candice 说，她在吵架的时候有没有 sugarcoated 她所说的话？这种情况下，我们可以说 
用词比较委婉，或说的比较婉转。不过，当然 ，Candice 是选择用最直接的方法表达自己的。最后，他的结论是 ：There is no harm to ask. There is no harm to do something. 就是做某事也没有什么不好，做某事也没有什么坏处。所以 ，There is no harm to ask， 就是在说问一下也没什么关系的意思。Um, I think you know when traveling to a country that isn't yours, you have to go there with an open mind because don't expect anything to be the same as at home.、Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be different, and just expect nothing. Don't have expectations at all because you know the food is different. The The culture of the people, the way they speak, or maybe their polite is different to your polite, and the of course be aware of the law in the country <laughs> you're visiting because you know now nowadays there's you know an open law with, for example, even marijuana use in、mm-hmm. Thailand, but it doesn't mean other Southeast Asian countries will allow that. So. Be smart, <laughs> and、um, I would say for me the greatest opportunity is actually not mixing so much with only people traveling, but also going to the more local places or, you know, staying in a home with a local family. Right, has been great because you can ask many questions. You can get so much information through a conversation, and you can really try the local food and the local lifestyle.、Mm-hmm. So I would say that's for me has been a real highlight when traveling, and also I think what I notice usually is even though I'm. Obviously, a tourist in another country, <laughs> it's easy for people to try and rip me off. So,、oh, okay. know the prices of things, like how much you should spend for a market shop, or how much how much are things in the market that don't have prices? Because you need to know you can bargain. Things and not get ripped off. You don't want to be paying European prices for, say, a developing country.、Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're on a budget, right? For example, because that can also be frustrating, right? But how do you prepare for that? Yeah,、um, I do research. Like I will. Look on YouTube. There's so many videos nowadays of. People saying what it's like to travel this country, or、mm-hmm. how much these things cost in that country. What is the cost of living here? There's so many YouTube channels with bloggers, and so many bloggers as well. I love reading things more than watching, actually. Right, right. And there's also these groups on Facebook where you can join the communities. If you're traveling, for example, Turkey, 
there's expats living in Turkey or mm-hmm. expats in specific areas like Istanbul or Antalya. And it's a friendly community. You can post questions oh, and okay. people will answer them. Mm. Okay, that's nice. So you, you, you can do some homework before you really go there. But um, when you arrive, do you do you also try to bargain if there's a the possibility to bargain at a market? <laughs> you know what? I always think the first few days you are a tourist. So be prepared to spend. Mm. You don't want to bargain. You want to <laughs> experience things like you're coming to a country with a new set of eyes and you're excited. So you're not really concerned about how much things are. You just want to have a good experience. Mm -hmm. So I think other travelers can agree with me when I say you're going to spend maybe in the first week if you're traveling in a place for a while. After that, you get to know things and know where your local shop is going to be or where to buy some good clothing or where to go sightseeing, what kind of transport to use, Mm -hmm. um, what do the locals eat, where do they eat, where should I stay? Okay. (音楽) 旅居各国多年的 Candice 从她的经验当中给旅行的人一些小建议。他觉得最重要的就是抱着开放的心胸，不要期望我们造访的国家当地人会有着跟我们一样的习惯、文化、食物、风俗民情都会不同，而且要注意当地的法律。我这位朋友还建议可以考虑跟当地的居民一起生活，例如选择寄宿家庭进行体验，不要只是跟观光客交流而已。至于观光客经常被敲竹杠这一点 ，Candice 觉得刚落地的第一个星期可能难免，但渐渐的到当地的市场多观察，就会熟悉状况了。他提醒大家可以在出发前先上网做功课，有个心理准备。这里提到的敲竹杠就是 rip off，You don't want to get ripped off， 我们可不想被敲竹杠。对当地行情熟一点，你还可以跟小贩讨价还价，也就是 bargain with the street vendors. Candice 还提到另一个片语叫 on a budget. Budget 是预算的意思，所以如果说 I'm on a budget， 就是我的预算有限，我只准备了一定的金额可以花。最后给大家一个还不错的成语，在这里很适用。可以作为 Candice 这段话的结论，叫“入境随俗”，英文就是 “When in Rome, do as the Romans do”。Well, I started traveling solo in about 2011. No, 2000. Eight, actually, wow, was that was solo that、trip. was fifteen, about fourteen, fifteen、yes. years ago. Yes, I,、yeah. I honestly, I always knew that I 
I needed to break free and experience new things. Yeah, good for so, you. Yeah, I started traveling then, and um, but I've been living nomadically only since only since about three years ago, like mm-hmm, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this. Sure, I was living in different countries, right? But now I'm a homeless person, but I never <laughs> feel like that. Now you're a nomad, not homeless, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. You know what I mean? Yes, I always have a home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I get to choose them quite often. Um, advice for my younger self. Always have money for a rainy day. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's standard. And Or just for anyone who's starting to lead a nomadic life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly... Uh, first ask what is in the food before you eat it <laughs> if you don't want to eat a variety dog of different or meats. dog <laughs> yes <laughs> and absolutely be open-minded go with whatever the locals are doing in the country Mm-hmm. Have a good attitude because if you don't, you can easily get frustrated or be a victim of culture shock. Mm-hmm. And I really think that can be avoided if you just expect to experience everything new and learn all over again. 这边我请 Candice 给过去的自己一些建议。一直都很向往自由的她。从2008年就开始独自旅行，不过直到三年前，他才正式开始目前这样的游牧流浪的生活。他给自己的建议，第一点就是要准备充足的钱，有需要时就能派上用场。第二，要注意食物的来源，才不会像越南事件一样不小心吃了狗狗的肉。第三，就是之前提到的。要保持开放的心胸。第四，对于旅居外国这件事情，要保有良好的态度。Candice 认为，文化冲击其实是有机会避免的，让自己预先的设想全部归零，让一切重新开始。Living nomadically 可以说是居无定所，也就是没有固定的住处，过着流浪的生活。英文现在有个词汇叫 digital nomad， 我们可以称作是数位游牧工作者，也就是采取远距工作兼旅游的方式生活的人，就像 Candice 一样。他说的一句话我很喜欢 ：“I'm at home everywhere。” At home 本来是在家的意思，但这句话可以说我到任何地方都感觉很自在。最后，我对 Candice 说：“我觉得他很勇敢，选择过这样居无定所的生活。但他却认为，其实任何事情在任何地方都有可能发生，留在原地也不保证安全。他自己一开始也没有这么快就习惯这样的生活形态，所以他建议大家心里要先调试，并且要相信
，我是有能力可以把自己照顾好的，因为真正的家就在自己的心中。Yeah, it's interesting to yeah. I'm sure a lot of people like like not just me will be really interested in your experience. Being a nomad—that's <laughs> a really brave thing to do, actually. Oh, thank you.、Um, there have been some situations where I realize, yeah, this could be. This is like pretty bad. The situation I'm in now—it <laughs> could potentially be dangerous. Some at times because you're almost always alone when you face situations. And your friends might be in the country, but not necessarily by your side. So there could be a lot of、um, accidents.、Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.、Um, but you know what? It's the same as living in your home city. I mean, <laughs> you know, when people say, "Oh, it's brave!" Like it's brave to cross the road because anything can happen. I mean, you can walk outside and do your regular day today, and maybe something happens. Like you, you can't be so naive as to think, "Oh, if I stay at home in my home country, it's safer than traveling." Because it's actually not. You're still getting in a car every day. You're still getting outside your house.、Mm-hmm. You're still doing things. I'm sure. So.、Mm-hmm. You know, anything can happen. Yeah, that's really true. Um, do you see an end to this kind of life that you're leading right now? No, I don't. I don't. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, you're just going to <laughs> go with the flow. I'm having so much fun, and I think, you know, I found this very comfortable place where I feel I'm at home. Everywhere,、mm-hmm. and that didn't come at it didn't come at first. You know, it's something it's something that you need to work on. I think within yourself because that's your own work to feel like okay, I trust myself. I love myself. I feel like I am able to adapt. To places because I'm adaptable, and I'm able to have my own back anywhere I am, and find the comforts. And I think it's the attitude, you know, you have to work on with yourself because, you know, there's nowhere, there's no place like this feeling of being at home in your heart.、Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing it until. I can't see myself getting bored. <laughs> I mean, maybe in the beginning of the year, I was a little bit tired, and I stayed at a place for six months.、Mm-hmm. But I'll see. <laughs> yes, I'll see. I, I really like that you say that. Yeah, the real home is within you, not really like the physical kind of home. Like if you, yeah,、um, yeah, it's. It's the、um, independence <laughs> and、yeah. also the the confidence you have in yourself. That yeah, yeah, that leads you to decide to lead a life like this. So yeah, I 
I can see why you don't see an end to it. <laughs> You're not really homeless, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm just renting this room for our interview. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, I'm so honored. <laughs> I think that's about it. That's about uh, all my questions. Thanks for sharing. Of course. <laughs> thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you for thank you for asking the questions. They were a lot of fun yeah. to answer. Hope I find another an uh, interesting theme to to interview you again. That would be awesome. Okay, see you. Yes, okay, see you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We are preparing something surprising for our next bonus episode. So welcome to join us again. If you have any questions, suggestions, or you want us to discuss a certain topic, please visit our website or send us a direct message on Instagram. So we'll see you next time. Bye.